You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 88, How to Be a Better Ally to People of Color in the Theater Industry. I'm Maggie Barra. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Maggie Berra, and welcome to another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced every single week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com slash podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Actor Aesthetic, or join our Facebook group, the newly named Actor Aesthetic Alliance. All links are in the show notes. Let's get on to the show. Did you know that Actor Aesthetic has an online store? You can now search through the Actor Aesthetic shop to find downloadable cover letter samples, resume templates, audition journal spreadsheets, and hundreds of audition song suggestions categorized by voice type and genre. Level up your audition game and go to actoraesthetic.com slash shop. In light of recent events and in support of the Black Lives Matter movement, I found that it is incredibly necessary to have this conversation with you all today. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have been active about this issue on social media because not only have I been born into privilege, but I also have a platform that needs to be used for change right now. Today we are talking all about how to be a better ally to people of color in the theater industry. You may have seen posts floating around on social media dedicated to dismantling the racism that is rampant in the Broadway community. As someone who is privileged and in the industry, I know that it is vital for me to become a better and more effective ally to people in marginalized groups. This is one of the many ways that we can take action to slowly break away the 400 plus years of utter racism in the United States, the theater industry, and beyond. Effective allyship is an active, conscious choice to advocate for a marginalized person or group of people. And right now, the Black community needs as many allies as possible. So let's talk about this. What is an ally? Well, an ally is any person who supports, empowers, or stands up for another person or group of people. An effective ally often extends their platform, and this is one of the most powerful tools allies have. Unfortunately, this is rarely done well. When public trauma goes far beyond a person's lived experience, it's very easy to ignore it. For white people, it's systemic racism that is a recognized part of American society that is easy to ignore. But here's the kicker. White silence is dangerous. It's a mistake to remain silent. Silence is complicit in the injustice. White silence is violence. As a white person and leader, Within your community, it is your responsibility to engage with these issues and these moments, regardless of how irrelevant you think it is. 
You don't need to wait until someone invites you to become an ally. You can simply take the initiative now. You may need to go slowly and learn as you go, but don't assume you are not wanted just because no one asked. I understand that you can think engaging with these issues, especially at a job where you are working as an actor, can feel like a mistake. But that is a beneficiary of white privilege. Today, you might also be paralyzed by the fear of not doing the right thing or not saying the right thing or coming off tone deaf. But that fear is minor in contrast to what your brothers and sisters of this community go through on a daily basis. Institutionalized racism is a white problem, not a black issue or a brown problem. This is white people's mess. These are not radical issues. These are central, mainstream, and urgent human rights issues. So what do we do? Number one, recognize your privilege. Understanding your privilege is critical to understanding how race and racism can impact the trajectory of one person's life. So if you've never been the minority in a production, you've never had to question whether you were cast simply for diversity's sake, you've never had to fulfill roles written in a racial stereotype, you've never been asked to act more of a racial stereotype, you've never had to shorten a list of dream roles due to the sake of how they've been previously cast, and you've never had to deal with comments about race existing in the time period and location of the show you were in, you are privileged. Privilege is simply unearned advantages that someone receives by identifying or being born into a specific group. People who have these advantages have not earned them due to their own hard work, but rather their affiliation. It's also important to recognize that privilege often oppresses certain groups. You probably hear the phrase, check your privilege, a lot. But privilege is not very visible to its holder. It's merely there. It's a part of the world. It's a way of life. And it's simply just the way things are. So I encourage you to ask yourself some of these questions. When was the last time you had to think about your ethnicity or race or gender identity? What provoked you to think about it or acknowledge it? When watching TV or a movie, how likely are you to watch shows whose characters reflect your ethnicity or race? When using social media, how diverse is your feed? How diverse are your friends and followers? How diverse are those that you follow? How diverse is the community in which you live? How do you feel when you're in a community that is different from your neighborhood? These are questions that you can seriously ask yourself to help you better understand your privilege. Number two, learn about each other's cultures and histories. If you want to be useful to the people of the Black community, you should learn something about them. History, beliefs, strengths, how its people have been oppressed. But number three, do not ask for guidance from people of color. In this moment, the focus is on racial equity, particularly for Black Americans. But no matter what the social issue is, white people cannot expect 
people of the black community to give their advice or thoughts or feelings. This is not their responsibility. To be honest, this is the first time that I've ever recognized this. But I encourage you to do the same. If a person of color does offer their perspective, recognize what this is. A gift. So listen. Number four, look for and share resources. Many, many, many news organizations, experts, etc. are gathering resources and sharing them. When it's done well, these are very helpful tools for you to provide value without positioning yourself as an expert on something you are simply not. You don't need to be an expert on this. That's okay. But you can educate yourself. And the internet is happy to help you with that. In the show notes, I will be sharing some resources that I've found incredibly helpful during this time. So if you're looking to read more, please check these out. Number five, build a culture of dialogue. Talk with your friends, talk with your coworkers, and more importantly, talk with your family. If you're not sure where to begin, my friend Christina has built an incredible document to use as a resource to send to your extended family. It's a letter that she herself has sent to her family. Feel free to use it as a way to open the conversation up with your family. I have attached a link to that document in the description. Number six, stand up to and report racism in the industry. Again, I understand why this may be a concern to you. Perhaps you don't want to lose your job. Perhaps you don't want to be quote-unquote blacklisted from the theater community. There is simply no time to fear this anymore. Our black brothers and sisters are already starting a dialogue in which they are reporting racism outwardly on social media, on their platforms, wherever they can. Support them, stand up to racism, and don't let it happen on stage and off. If you're in a show and you hear or see a racist comment being made, please feel free to report it to your stage manager. If you feel comfortable and you're in an equity production, definitely report it to an equity representative. There are ways you can also anonymously report this information. ReportRacistTheater.com, otherwise known as Report Racism in Theater, documents racism, racist ideas, and racist policies happening in the theater industry and at training institutions. You can report anything from I know that's racist to I'm not sure. And in the case of I'm not sure, trust your gut. It is more likely it was, in fact, racism. Feel free to share what you are comfortable sharing. You can use your name, an alias, or simply be anonymous, but you can report this information to this site. Do what you feel is right, but don't stay silent. Number seven, we can't always get it right, so get help. As an individual, you can accomplish a lot as an ally, but there are some bigger goals you simply can't accomplish by yourself. You might be much more effective if you work in a group with others. For example, you can organize a group that is committed to thinking about race issues and working to end racism. In such a group, you can support each other to become effective allies and set goals to work together to handle racism in your community and make the community more aware of race issues. If you're on Facebook, there is a fantastic group that was recently established called Artists for Anti-Racist Accountability. This group is a platform to empower and encourage empathy, understanding, 
change, and an ongoing commitment to activism in an effort to dismantle racism and systems of oppression, affecting Black, Indigenous, and people of color. This platform serves to provide a safe and respectful space to allow individuals to hold themselves accountable while utilizing the resources shared by other members and to continue to grow in conversation and activism. Within a few hours, this group grew by the thousands and is continuing to grow and share incredible resources. So again, if you are on Facebook, check this out. Lastly, number eight, create the space, get out of the way, and listen. Marginalized folks have neither the time nor the energy to applaud or thank us for our efforts. They are already busy fighting for their own rights. Marginalized folks want you to stand beside or, better yet, behind them. If you're in front, you're a performer and you need to take a step back. If you're holding the mic, you need to pass it to a person who is part of the marginalized group. The work of an ally is to amplify the voices of the marginalized, not speak for them. So think deeply, speak openly, and make the space and get out of the way. I myself am trying to amplify the voices of the Black community. So if you are listening today and you are a member of the Black community and also the theater industry, and if you have a story you'd like to share with us using my platform, please send me an email at maggie There are a couple ways that we can work together. We can draft up a blog post, you can take over my account on Instagram, or you can hop on the podcast to talk about your experiences. Whatever you feel comfortable doing, just please give me an email at maggie and I would love to amplify your voice. For my listeners today who are ready to become better allies in the theater community, please check out the links in the description for resources, places to donate, call, and email to demand justice. If you've enjoyed today's episode and you found it helpful, I would love it if you could screenshot it, tag at Actor Aesthetic, and share it to your Instagram stories so that I can see who is following along with me there. If you haven't already, please be sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and also hit that subscribe button so that you can join me every single week for a brand new episode of the Actor Aesthetic podcast. Until then, this is Maggie Barra signing off. It takes a village. I'll see you next week.